Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Off we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space is sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her once and forever companion, Philip Gilfus. Hooray! Is that like once in future king? Kind I was of thinking thing? that. Yes. yes, I read that in uh, high school. Yes, oh, yeah, me too. Aww. Of course, the first book was really easy because I'm like, oh, sword in the stone. Yes, <laughs> and then it got oh, okay, other stuff now. Other stuff now. Yeah, yeah. other King Arthur stuff. Yeah, so. the less singing than I remember. Yes, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Trying to think, we've been slowly but surely going through our now Matt Smith Blu-ray co- collection. So that's sort of where we are now, now in rewatch land. Yes, um, in rewatch land. Yeah. And so we've become official Amazon Primers. Yes. So we have been watching Sarah Jane first season, but now we can watch it for free instead of having to pay for it season by season, as I was planning on doing. Nice. So. So we can start season two. Uh, so so the episode we watched today, was that via Amazon Prime? No, that was on the Matt Smith collection. Oh, was it really? Yeah, because... Oh, handy dandy. Yes. Cool. It did look awfully clear. And a lot of times <laughs> when you're casting something to the television, uh, it gets a little wobbly. So, I mean, we don't have to go into detail, but you sort of, we finished the first season of Sarah Jane Adventures. Yes. What did you think so far? It's all organized very... For those who, I'm sure... Those listeners probably have watched it, but in case you haven't, it's very organized as a two-parters. It's always two-parter, 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 two-parter. Yeah. Which is fun. Twofers. Yeah. yeah. Which I quite like, you know. Gives you that Doctor Who cliffhanger. And yes, then, and then goes straight into denouement. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not looking at it going, oh, God, there are six episodes of this. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I know it's a kid's show, but to be fair, Doctor Who... Technically, is yeah. as well, I yeah. suppose. I think with Sarah, yeah, you know, like I said, kids show. But I think the only thing that makes it a kids show is that maybe a little more emphasis on the monsters. I mean, aliens, but alien monsters, and sometimes they look a little silly. But that's fine. Like it doesn't, yeah. take, it doesn't take away from no, uh-uh. like the Slitheen or or whatever. But you know, and, and what we'll talk about later with puppet vultures, they kind of look puppetry, but they still do their thing. I w- I was able to continue to buy into it, right? Um. But yeah, no, I I really like it. I love Sarah Jane. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love Sarah Jane. Well, you have a birthday coming up, so maybe someone would like to get you some Sonic lipstick. Yes, please. I because <laughs> I also love lipstick. <laughs> so Sonic lipstick would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Should we give them our mailing address? That's true. To Amazon that wish list. Yeah, put <laughs> it on the Amazon wish list. Cool. <laughs> And we're starting, well, we talked a little bit about it last week, starting to think about costumes for 
Comic Cons. I have put my mother on the case okay. at least a little bit. We haven't talked in depth, but I did spell the word Dalek for her so uh-huh. she can do a little bit of Googling. And Dalek then, dress is what you're thinking. Uh, well, yeah, I'm thinking Dalek dress. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out. If I can get it, she's doing a lot right now. Um, I don't know if I've talked about my mom being a a amazing seamstress and has made all the costumes for my theater companies throughout the years. But she's currently working on a bunch of memory quilts for a family. So she's taken the uh, patriarch of the family passed away. He, they've ta- she's taken a bunch of his shirts and is turning them into quilts for yeah. the family, which is a really lovely thing to do. And, uh, but she's got to do 12, so uh, <laughs> she's I'm sort of booked. up to her eyeballs in uh, in, t- in shirts and ties and things like that. So uh, I'd love to have um, a new outfit for Fayetteville Comic Con in October. Yeah. We'll see how far she gets uh, getting these quilts done and whether or not I can have a Dalek dress for that. And we don't have to dwell on it, but since our last episode, we did go from Teaser to teaser trailer. Oh, yes. With yes. With a series. Oh, I actually forgot the. Is it series 11? I can't remember the number. But anyway, the 13th Doctor's first ser- series. So we got a few more. And we got some details from the Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con panel. 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't know that it didn't say anything about a Christmas episode. One would assume there is one. Because if it starts in October. There darn well better be a Christmas one. I would think. I mean, that's fairly traditional. Though I'm a little scared doing the math. How many weeks between, like, October and Christmas? I'm wondering, you know. Hmm, interesting. Because what is it going to be, like, the whole series and then a Christmas special and then no Doctor Who for, like, a year like they do sometimes? Sometimes do, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. And, don't then, know. and then it was saying, you know, they're all going to be sort of standalone episodes. It's, and, of course, we never know how much they're teaching us and how much is true, but it seems like Chris Chibnall was very much saying, like, as with every Doctor, well, mostly every Doctor, this is a chance to sort of, quote-unquote, and these are my words, not his, reset the series, bring in a new audience, so that way the standalone, you don't necessarily have to know anything, I guess, going in, though it, I'm sure it helps, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that he's also talked about new monsters, right. or, as you say, new aliens. Mm-hmm. So no Daleks he's saying this year, which is fine with me. Yeah, I think... In the first ten episodes, I'm okay with that. Again, whilst I like to see some of the old aliens return, it's also nice to freshen things up and bring somebody new, bring new things in. And, you know, what possibly new could they bring in? That's very, you know, it's very exciting to think about what we're going to see that we love and... Yeah, I'm in. three companions is a lot to juggle, so it'll be interesting. Now, look, Chris Chibnall, I think we know, knows how to balance characters. You know? Yes. <laughs> Having watched Broadchurch and, and other things of his, mm. you know, he's not like he doesn't know how to do that. But it'll be interesting to challenge, you know, a new Doctor and then introduce three other characters and have a four-character series, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sarah Jane's gotten away with it. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, the Doctor and her Scooby gang. Yes, and I kind of like that as an idea, mm-hmm. you know, the Scooby gang. Our new best friends. Yes, <laughs> and I think that's very cute too. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. <laughs> right, we love to watch Doctor Who to see the adventures of our favorite Time Lord and his, and soon to be her, companions. 
But what happens to the companions when they leave the TARDIS? Sure, some of them lose their memories or even die, but what about the ones who live post-Doctor lives? We're going to discuss what it's like to live a life after traveling through time and space. Yeah. So do we call this the post-Doc series? <laughs> that may be an episode title there. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I think there's an interesting thing to think about. Like I said, sometimes it's... I mean, we'll just go in order here, I guess. Yeah, I so, think that's probably the best thing to do. So uh, if we start with Rose... Right, and, and you know, we, we we did an episode on, on companion exits, but we're going to talk about maybe what happens. So, so, I mean, Rose is now living her life in Earth 2 or whatever yeah, we want to call it. Yeah, parallel universe with, with... the Doctor. Dr. Donna. Yeah. Donna, Donna Doctor. And her mom and dad. And her mom and dad, and yeah. Mickey, I guess. Ricky. Yeah, because Ricky's dead. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Mickey, which has got to be a fun little triangle there. <laughs> Although Mickey has gone off, actually. We can talk about that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think you do have to at least mention it in passing that Mickey is, what, fighting with Unit? Well, I, I'm trying to remember. He's doing the... He takes up sort of the fighting the Cybermen. It's been a while since I've watched this. But taking up Ricky's mantle. Yes. Because he saw that who Ricky was. And who was, you know, theoretically the same as him, but just went a different way. With his grandma. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he took up that mantle. And, and whether that was just his own inspiration and seeing Ricky or how much it was traveling with the doctor, you know, it certainly affected him or at least gave him the ability to live a new life or see himself in a different way other than sort of the young muck about, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Rose. Yeah, so he's not... Standing outside Rose and the doctor, Doctor Two, whatever's yes. house, staring longingly at Rose through the window. Yes. He just has... He's got the little signs. He knocks on the door and pushes the radio for the carolers to sing. That doesn't happen. Um, not not on Earth too. And presumably, I mean, Rose has got. The family that she never thought she'd have. She's got right. her dad back. She's got the doctor, which kind of oogs me out to think about. But there you go. Makes me wonder, like, what did it wonder what what they do on Earth too? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still the doctor. I mean, he's a more human doctor. So and, and he doesn't have a TARDIS. So yeah, maybe they're doing like Sarah Jane adventures and protecting Earth too from yeah, maybe or, or he's like the third doctor. He just stays there on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, has she had to get a job? She, I don't know. You know, presumably just living a living a life. Although, in On Earth 2, her parents were... The father was... Wealthy, yeah. So, But it ended up being some sort of Cyberman. I can't remember. It's an awesome yeah, no, it was all... <laughs> but, but presumably, yeah. when all of that went down, mm-hmm. he didn't lose his wealth, so... Mm. Maybe they're just hanging out on. Uh, so it's a reality a, show now. A beach at Ibiza, yeah. Keeping up with the. Uh, Keeping up with the Tylers, yes. That's right. <laughs> Keeping time with the Tylers. Oh, nice high five! There was no sound there because we don't actually do high fives. That's right. Yeah. We're married. Because we're married. Yes, that's exactly why. So there you go. Yeah, so Rose Tyler well, living her best life. And then I mean, we skip to the end. Mickey does get married. Yes, absolutely, and is that our, that's our next, that's the you next companion we sure. need to talk about, isn't it? Marfa. Marfa, yeah. yeah. Now, interesting how her 
post TARDIS life was I mean, we got to see it working with unit and being a little bit more militaristic than than just straight doctor and but even afterwards she started to become sort of a, a I don't know what you would call her I mean I don't want to say mercenary because we, we only saw like two seconds all I know yeah. is she's, she's on alien worlds with big guns fighting some Terrans or whatever but you know yeah yeah mercenary is probably not right freedom fighter even then what does he know I don't know what she is yeah I don't know just adventurer adventurer with guns that's right um which is totally more of a river song than a doctor possibly yes yeah oh they'd be fun together wouldn't mm-hmm. they yeah and of course she is with ricky yep her husband her husband mickey mickey her husband sorry yes. that's 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 what husbands and wives do baby fight aliens fight aliens on foreign planets with big guns is this how i don't ever take you anywhere yes <laughs> <laughs> You never take me anywhere, cool baby. (laughs) So, yeah, post-TARDIS completely turned her world upside down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it opened her up to possibilities, of course, obviously, that you can travel through time and space. And I don't know how she's traveling or how how this married couple's traveling, um, other than who knows how. But, yeah, I mean, it is interesting what drives them. And because... I don't know. She, when we first met her, she was, you know, a young medical student. I don't know what particular drive she had. I mean, obviously to be a medical student, but, you know, what what drove her to be a doctor or whatever. And maybe it said in an episode and I've just forgotten. But And then Mickey as well. Um, but, yeah, so now that they've sort of seen all there is to see, that they, you know, that they now feel like they should have some bigger purpose. Yes. Yeah. And... You know, towards the end of her time with the doctor, it was she was in that dire- moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. After saving the world, yes, yeah. After saving the world and and being a a revolutionary. So, as you, and again, without knowing what Rose, we can only other than reality show uh, Richdom. <laughs> um, she's now the first billionaire on Earth too. Roses. So. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Just from her product lines. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good on her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Self, but, self-made billionaire. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, with with Martha and Ricky, you know, obviously, the, the, I guess the lesson we're going to see if this is true, that once you go through the TARDIS, you're, you're changed forever and you just can't live the humdrum gypsy-eating life anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. So, obviously, Donna's harder to tell. We can't really do anything there. I, I mean, I think we can. First of all, we know she gets married. Right. Wins the lottery. Does she? Well, that's her wedding present. Oh, right. Bless. Mm-hmm. But kind of lives the same old... Yeah. Ever so slightly chavvy. I mean, yeah, you can sort of go the opposite there. Since she forgets her TARDIS experience, she just... Yes. Yeah. The regular life. Nothing yes. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But that's sort of what she does. Well, a, a little depressing. I, I think about when um, when we see her post amnesia, mm-hmm. and she's just sort of at these parties, and there's all this shouting and things, and she's just sort of there, and it feels emptier. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, which makes me sad. Yeah. So, that'd be interesting to think, yeah. But maybe it's a little bit like the, um, and maybe she actually met the guy mm-hmm. from the, what was it, the library? Yeah, the stutterer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was looking for her. Uh-huh. So, uh, now it'd be interesting whether she, 
and her husband had children. Well, yeah, that's that's library, sort of where I was going yeah. with it. Yeah, the idea that that they've gone off and had kids and he got to be a great grandpa. And he got to be a great grandpa. Yeah. Because he remembered. Well, there, what about him? Grandpa. He remembered his time in the TARDIS. That's true. Oh, never, yeah. I always forget his name. But anyway. Yeah. Bernard Crimmins. I know his real yeah. name. <laughs> but anyway. Does anybody call um Will. It's not Will. I can't remember. Yeah, no. Mm. I, I had a flash and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, he's dead now. I would assume. <laughs> He was old. Bernard Cribbins is still alive. I, I understand. <laughs> I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying Grandpa's probably not. But yeah, maybe he he's getting to hang out with you. Th- no, I think I think this is it. Donna and her husband have kids, her daughter, whatever. Um, and he tells them stories. Yeah, I can see that sitting out about in the, ba- in the back, not garden, knowing they're about their their mom, looking up at the stars mm-hmm. and and talking about this magic man. Mm-hmm. Uh, raggedy man, yep. maybe. <laughs> I like that as an idea. Mm-hmm. That's right. And takes him out to see the telescope. Yep. And mm-hmm. Donna says things like, oh, don't fill their heads with nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There see, you go. The, yeah. So that's sorted. Oh, that makes me feel a little better. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Now with Amy and Rory. Oh, he also has a lady friend, I'm sure. <laughs> At least one. That's right. No, of course, there's, I don't know, there's a bunch of the... Tenth Doctor has a sort of one-off companions, but I'm going to skip them for now unless there's one you, you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, Amy and Rory, and I'm going to, we can talk about the one of two ways. One, sort of the middle part, when they were sort of on and again off again with the Doctor. Because mm-hmm. then they sort of had post-hardest slides, but then we, you know, they ended up being the chart. And then talk about their life in New York, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think, I can't. Because what she became... A model, or what was she? Yeah, some sort of celebrity, something. Yeah, I think model, products, some yeah, makeup and, and things. I forget what Rory was. But. Well, he's like a nurse. Well, a nurse. I don't know if that does that. I think he just stayed a nurse. nurse. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because um, we were just watching the episode where he was dreaming of being a doctor. Or at least that was the nightmare lord or the dream lords yes. connotations there. I. I wonder in their on and off time, what we don't get to see mm-hmm. ever really is them dealing with the fact that they never got to raise Melody. Yeah, I think that was probably the hardest drop story. I mean, it's a pretty mm-hmm. traumatic experience. I would have thought so. Yes, being all pregnant and stuff. And then, even though you know intellectually your child is fine. And you see, I mean, she's she comes, right she pops by and visits, <laughs> but she's older than you, uh-huh. and you didn't get to watch her grow up at all. You uh-huh. didn't much, even much get to hold her as a baby, you know. I, I would have liked to have seen that explored. Yeah. But, moving on, they do well, have the chance in New York. Yeah, but it, even in the modern time, they still seem to have, you know, friends and do things and social events, and they sort of have to... Make the decisions about whether to live a life or not. And they seem to be having a regular life. And I'm trying like the day the doctor stayed. I don't think that's the name of the episode, but something like that. Um, yeah, Power of Three, I think is it. But anyway, you know, they and then they have the dinner parties, and then there's Brian and all that stuff. So it does seem like you know they're they're thriving. Of course, the doctor I think gave them the house and the car. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But I think also that that is easier because it's the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't need 
to do something like Martha did mm-hmm. because, and of course, you know, at the end of the day, they sacrificed their child. They get a pass on that whole going out and fighting to save the world kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So did the TARDIS change them? I mean, can we talk about Manhattan now? But do you think, I mean, of course it did, you know, gave them, you know, Rory certainly stepped up a little bit more. Um, but on the whole, did it affect where they went with their lives? Other than changing time, and space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's that. <laughs> 1930s Manhattan, New York. Um, yeah, I think so mm-hmm. because even when they were having the dinner parties and having these big things out in their garden, they still wanted to pop into the TARDIS and go on an adventure. Mm-hmm. And so, I suspect that their time in New York, they went on adventures. It'd be interesting because she, she, what, became a book publisher? Yeah. And though, again, what Rory, I mean, maybe stayed nurse. I don't know. Um, but what he would have done. So it would have been interesting. Would they have let him be a nurse? That's right. A male nurse. I, I know you're thinking to yourself. What a ridiculous idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that, and also because they suffered such a terrible consequence, mm-hmm. um, they may have been perfectly okay with, Adventures right on Earth. Right. You know, they didn't. They know how dangerous it is because they are suffering all of the consequences. They had their child taken away and turned into a grown woman. Um, they had, they went back in time. All of those sorts of things are consequences of their time in the TARDIS. So perhaps they are a little less, let's travel the the universe than somebody like Martha because of that. And you never know with them. Um, I mean, cause obviously their senses are a little bit more open. So if they hear strange things, I'm sure they're likely to investigate. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so it'd be interesting. Cause I know uh, there was the one child children's book, child book, children's book that Amy published that Clara was reading the, well, Modern era, Clara was reading the first time. One of the first times we saw her. Well, I didn't remember he, that. Yeah, I'll just point it out. It's the yeah, it's the first time with modern Clara. She's reading a book or something for the kids. It's by published by Amelia. Oh, nobody Williams. actually puts somebody's name on a. Nobody puts published by <laughs> person's name. I forget how it's on a book. You can tell, but, uh, but, anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so, but yeah, it, I guess maybe she told some tales in her. And her publishing house. Oh, yeah. You'd have to, wouldn't you? And that's an excellent way to get it done, um, to tell those stories. Is so. Either through Grandpa or through <laughs> writing books or publishing books. So. And then Clara, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess she's still out there avoiding death in the TARDIS. Flying with out on a, yeah. Game of Thrones, Maisie, or whatever yeah. her name is. <laughs> yeah, Maisie Williams. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, obviously, I guess you could say that she probably was changed the most. And she basically became yes another version of the doctor. Yes, yeah. And so she's out there doing lots of things, having adventures through time and space in her own TARDIS. Yep, which would be a lot of fun to see. And who knows, maybe we will. Mm-hmm. We never know. Get a new doctor and uh, Clara comes back for a one-off. That'd be a lot of fun. Game <laughs> of Thrones is wrapping up. I think they're doing their last season this year, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So... Uh, Maisie Williams is going to be looking for a job. <laughs> How's Victoria going? Is it, she has a long time to reign, doesn't she? Yeah, I don't know. She does have a long time to I don't know if they're switching it up like they did with poor Claire Foy, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll mm. see. <laughs> That's fun to think about, though. And then similar 
too similar in some ways, but similar to Bill and her girlfriend. Yeah. Going through time and space, water style. Water style. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, off, off in space somewhere. Yeah, I mean, so what, what would you say how Bill changed? I think she became more herself. I mean, when we first meet her, she's serving up chips at the university canteen. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up being a student and, and learning. And I think she starts to realize her own potential and and step into that, which is an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. And then she dies. But then becomes what her girlfriend. Yeah. So, and she's got a cool girlfriend. Yeah. I, did, I mean, and maybe that's the, the whole premise at the end where, you know, what her girlfriend's like, oh, you know, I can show you things. And she's like, you know what? I'll I, show you. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's got that sort of confidence now as a dead person. Mm-hmm. Was, mm. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag it's complicated. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about someone who you want to talk about, Sarah Jane Smith. Yes. So uh, certainly was, uh, and you'll have to watch this episode. But anyway, the, she literally gets abandoned or at least pushed out of the TARDIS or, you know, one of those by the fourth doctor. Um, and then so from then on, we don't know until Sarah Dan Adventures. Yep. So we know she keeps on being a journalist, though I have yet to see a published piece from her. <laughs> yeah, I don't like know that i ever... she wrote, except she never wrote any books. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm writing this book about murder, <laughs> but the books never come out. Except they do in Murder, She Wrote. In Sarah Jane, I've yet to ever... <laughs> You've totally muddled your metaphor, Milo. <laughs> but in Sarah Jane, I've never seen her actually write an article for publication. No. No, How to be honest. Earn? There's a good question. I mean, she has a lot of alien artifacts. Who knows? I was just going to say, I assume she has sold off some alien artifacts. Doctor, uh, what's it? Mr. Smith's probably just an ATM as well. Oh, that would be nice. Mr. Smith, I need your help. I need to go to the shop. Yeah. <laughs> Pop down to the shops. <laughs> here's, here's 10 Here's ten quid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. But apparently has had a career... Not only as a journalist, but also saving the world. I mean, when we first see her, it's not like she comes back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in, sniffing in about. The, she's been doing it for some time, yeah. The aliens um, know where they are, where she is. Yes, and come to her for some reason. Now, how would you say it affected her personally? Because she seems a very, at least when we first meet her, a very lonely person. When we first meet her in Sarah Jane Adventures. in the Sarah Jane Adventures, yes, um, I, I would buy that. She has, but I, I think it's a choice thing. Mm-hmm. I think part of her may have been waiting for the doctor, mm-hmm. um, and part of her has been so. Of course, there was school reunion. Don't want to skip over that, but yeah, did she meets the tenth doctor? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but so determined to. Um, carry on the doctor's legacy, mm-hmm. I guess, that she hasn't made a whole lot of time for personal life mm-hmm. until she is suddenly saddled with a child <laughs> um, who is fortunately big enough to take care of himself. Right. Or at least smart enough. Or at least smart enough to take care it's of himself. small. He's <laughs> little blessed. Yeah. So, yeah, but she wouldn't have gotten Luke 
if it hadn't been for the doctor either. Sure. So whilst the loneliness may be attributed to her time in the TARDIS, so is ultimately the completion of her family. And I think in some ways, and not this is a bit of an exaggeration, but at least a close analogy, that the children in Sarah Jane Adventures act as sort of her companions because they connect her to humanity because she's kind of becoming like the Doctor who is at home with aliens and monsters but doesn't necessarily... Well, of course, he's not human, but, you know, sometimes loses what the humanity and the connection to people is. Yes. And to making it important that it's just not galaxies and numbers and science and all that. It's yeah. And we, and we see that in the first episode when the, the new people moving in and they're like, hey, and she's like, whatever. Piss off. Piss off. She does not, <laughs> she does not say piss off. It is a children's show. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. Oh, any other, any other, I uh, know you, you don't have to go through every companion ever, but any other companions that stick out in your mind? Yeah, I think maybe we jump into the TARDIS library and that will give us an idea of who else we need to look at. For our trip into the TARDIS library, we're not going to go that far back in time because we're actually going to stick with the... 11th Doctor, but we're going to see him in, as we've been mentioning, the Sarah Jane Adventures in the two-parter Death of the Doctor, which first premiered 25 October 2010. So would you give us the very short synopsis from TARDIS.Wikia? I will. When the Doctor is declared dead, old companions Sarah Jane Smith and Joe Grant meet for the first time and join forces to discover the truth. As an interstellar conspiracy gathers around Unit HQ, Clyde finds that he holds the fate of the Time Lord in his hand. Quite literally. Dun, dun. <laughs> okay. Dinner. So, yeah, so this is um, definitely kind of what got this topic in my mind because of the ending of this episode. Mm. We don't have to skip to the end quite yet. But anyway, so I, I know you haven't seen her a lot. I, honestly, I haven't seen her a lot. But anyway, we get the return of Joe Grant. Yes, yeah. And when she makes her appearance, I knew that this was a moment. I knew that this was another companion, but I didn't have any, you know, as I said, I think I've seen one series with Joe Grant. So, but it was exciting. I was still very excited. And then what did did you think sort of about how she reacted to Sarah telling about, you know, you know, them relating, but then finding out that the doctor had seen Sarah? Yes, that was tough. And it's interesting because she was clearly, you know, she talks about waiting, mm. being out in the Amazon and waiting for the doctor to come back for her. He said he was going to see her again. And and why hasn't he? And she's waiting and waiting and waiting. And then to find out he had seen another companion, that's just sad and mean. She's, she's just like, you must have meant a lot to him or something. You know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> must have really Aww. liked you. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, because I thought it was, if you remember, um, we were we were just watching Planet of the Spiders. Anyway, the third Doctor's last week. Oh, yes. Joe Grant yeah. sends a letter from South America. Absolutely. So they certainly picked up on that. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And again, it's nice, you know, she's had, she had seven children and... Um, twelve grandchildren. Twelve grandchildren and one on the way, That's I believe right. is what it was. He's going to be dyslexic, but it'll be fine. He's a good swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I I quite enjoyed this opportunity to look back on mm-hmm. companions, um, to for them to come together as 
pensioners, for all intents and purposes, and talk about what their lives have been like. Because, um, I mean, with Joe, I mean, she certainly went whole hog with her post-hardest Viva life. la revolution. Yeah, and just become a regular uh, resistance fighter. Well, fighter, I'd say. More, more an a, 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 a... Eco-terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, more, more in a protester way. Um, so, and so, she, but she had met the husband. Well, of course, we, we meet her husband when she leaves. I forget his Jones. Um, but anyway, that's when she sort of leaves the series is because she got married. Because, I mean, what's good a woman, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like university. You meet your husband, and then you don't have to go to school anymore. Absolutely. Exactly. That's that's exactly <laughs> the way I did it. That's right. <laughs> you can be a the, companion to the doctor, but once you get married, then you can have yeah. a proper house. Go, going off to university to get my MRS degree. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> but the fact that she's raised her children and now grandchildren. To sort yep, of she has one them. of her grandsons with her. Mm-hmm. Um, on this adventure to, I assume, take the place of Luke, who is off at university. Yeah, so, yeah. apparently you can't have, have two just children. two yeah, of the three. children. Power you have three. to have, it's the power of three. Yep. Yes, like Charmed. Yep. Um, <laughs> except none of them are witches. Well. I did, yeah, the metaphor breaks down exactly. a little bit. But anyway, so yeah, they get to chat about what they've been doing, and then, of course, they give us some ideas about what some of the other old-school companions have Yeah, because, I mean, it's an interesting concept, you know, that once these companions, and sometimes it takes them a while to find out that they aren't the only ones. <laughs> what? 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 Anyway. But what what they what happens when they're post-artists, do, do they look people up? That would always be, mm. and, you know... And it appears that Joe did. Well, yeah, Sarah did. Oh, Sarah did as She's well? She's the one who Googled TARDIS. <laughs> Bless. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so she certainly gives us, a, in that last five minutes of the episode, is very interesting of of relating what she's heard, you know, of, um, I don't know, I'll, just, I'll, I'll cheat a little bit here and look it up here. So we get to hear um, some of the things that she said. I remember Ian and Barbara are still professors and... Cambridge. And they don't appear to have aged since the 60s, which I quite, <laughs> quite enjoyed. So Tegan um, is fighting for Aboriginal rights, you know, very... Mm-hmm. Australian, of course. Being her Australian self, yeah. Right. And said, uh, Ben and Polly are running an orphanage in India. So I've been the first and second Doctor companions there. Okay. And the ones we, we saw um, during the Tenth Planet and the ones we saw in Power of the Daleks. So Ben and Polly. And then Harry, um, I think you saw him with the uh, with Genesis of the Daleks in the, the fourth Doctor. So he's continuing to be a doctor with working with the vaccines and everything. But she makes the, yeah, refer, it says here in the notes, referred to in the past tense. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sarah Jane intimates that he has passed away. Um, I guess a nod to the fact that the actor had. And then they mentioned uh, a companion called Dorothy just raised billions of pounds through her charity, A Charitable Earth, which I thought that might have been Dodo. It's been a while since I've seen it. But then they, they, the uh, TARDIS.Wiki points out that A Charitable Earth spells out the words Ace. And I do believe her name, what real name was Dorothy. That Yeah, once you see that, that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I love that because that's just this lovely little Easter egg of... Mm-hmm. Of how much, you know, the others you go, you know, I, I, Ben and Polly I'm not as familiar with. Some, you know, so some of them I was going, oh, that 
that's really, you know, I like knowing this. And others, I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. But that's an Easter egg for not only do you have to know who Ace is, you have to know her real name's Dorothy. <laughs> and then you have to make the connection for a charitable, or you know, it's this, mm. this nice little convoluted Easter egg. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing this this episodes episodes do, I mean, the common theme often, of course, it's it's it'd be interesting to see the male perspective because <laughs> I mean, it's usually women are the companions. But you know, this whole and not necessarily a romantic way, though not not in a romantic way, but this whole you know, the doctor leads you, and you kind of pine for him and hope he comes back, and you're sort of, do you live your life or do you not live your life? Do you wait for him? Do you? let go of, of what this journey through time and space was and try to, you know, what, what happens and, you know, how the doctor never looks back. Yeah, and I think, you know, while it's certainly doctor-related, it's also just worldview-related, mm-hmm. worlds-view-related. You know, he opens their eyes to all that's out there. And once that box is open, you can't close it again. Mm-hmm. And so then you're left... Well, it's bigger than the inside. It is. <laughs> and you can't close it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're left with this awareness that you can't necessarily do anything about. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would imagine that there's a bit of... I'm sure the Germans have a word for words. <laughs> you know, <laughs> They have amazing words for everything. But this longing for something that you know you're never going to get back again. I see either. Yeah, because I think there's sort of a, you know, after all that running, you you, you still want it to run towards something or from something. or you, I mean, you always, you're more sensitive to the dangers, both good and the wanders. Mm. So you either seek out the wanders and almost seek out the dangers a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like, you know, so many of the, companions did fighting for people's rights and and being eco-terrorists in the amazon (laughs) and and continuing to fight aliens like sarah jane does and moving to you know becoming whatever it is that martha and mickey are and all of that sort of stuff you can't you realize that the world is so much bigger than you are and i think we even see it as i mentioned to an extent with Donna. Right. You know, she doesn't know what she's, she doesn't remember what she's missing, but she feels that void mm-hmm. still in some way. Cool. So, yeah. So, what do you want to talk about next week, darling? Next week, I think we should stay on the topics of companions, move a little bit more real life, because we are getting with the 13th Doctor two relatively unknown companions and one well-known companion. Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. Take a drink. (laughs) Everybody drink. Um, And, you know, I have made my hesitation about it clear. Um, And so I thought it might be interesting to look at how successful it is bringing in a known actor or actress to play a companion or even to play a doctor. Mm -hmm. I mean, when... uh, when New Who started up, Christopher Eccleston was already pretty well known, um, and everybody knew who Billy Piper was. She was the one-hit wonder teenage girl. Right. And so, what was the reaction to those actors coming in and playing the parts, and were they able to get beyond people's initial misgivings, perhaps? 
Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to look at, you know, uh, the misgivings and then how it all played out in the end. So Yes, and whether or not they were able to step away from what they were supposed to have been known for. Right. Well, until next week, darling, you're my favorite person to never grow old with in all of time and space. We are never going to grow old, that's true. This is BBC Television. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.